Well, good morning again, and welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded. I'm your host, Irv Rich. Well, I thought today I would try to get a couple of recordings done, seeing we got the weekend coming, and uh, uh, sometimes I, I don't get at recordings every day. So let's uh, let's just jump into our recording today, which is going to be on having fellowship with God. And I got to change a couple things around real quick here and get the right screen up here. There we go. Fellowship with God. We're in session number seven. And today, let's just go through our lesson. Well, God has called us to walk in close fellowship with him, uh, with himself. And all the days, we do this all the days of our lives. In the infinite wisdom, he knows that there will be times when we fail. Only one sinless person ever walked the face of the earth, the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest of all God's men, failed at some point in or another. Not one of us is likely to be better than they were. Besides the Lord Jesus Christ, I always liked what it said that um, Enoch walked with God and God took him. You know, I guess if I'd have had a hero in the scriptures, that would have been my hero, to walk with God. I could remember going to, movies and watching Christians that were thrown to the lions. And I would walk home thinking, boy, that would be great to have that kind of faith, to be a Christian, that to be thrown to the lions or burned at the stake or, well, I knew I wasn't a Christian. Deep down in, I went to a, a Christian church, but I wasn't a Christian. And I knew I wasn't, but now that I am, I want to walk with God. And how do we do that? Well, we're going to look at that today. The first point I want to make is what does God say is a false statement. Uh, in First John 1, 8 through 10, uh, or 8 and 10, I should say. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. So if we try to say we're not a sinner, we're lying to ourselves and we're making God a liar. God has provided a means to restore broken fellowship when we sin and break off that fellowship. That's what Adam did in the garden. That's why he ran and hid from God. He said that he was naked. God said, who said you were naked? He knew right away that he had ate of the forbidden fruit. So this is not the same as a relationship As believers, we have been born into the family of God. 1 John 5, 
1, 11 and 13 tells us, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I've written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. When we sin, we are not ejected from the family. Rather, there is a breaking in our walk with him. This needs to be immediately attended. It needs our attention right away. What do we do? First, we are not to despair. Our father wants his erring child restored. How? We should make sure that we truly have a relationship with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you really been saved? That's what the question is. Well, the second thing, what may indicate that you are not born again? Note the continuous action of the verb in 1 John 3, 9. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. So if you have a particular sin in your life and you keep doing it over and over again, you're not born of God. Uh, God says you'll break from that. Well, the third thing. Consider your answer to the first two questions. What is each uh, verse stressing? Why is it true of a believer? What cannot be true? Uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah, what, what, what is true of a believer? And what cannot be true of a believer? What do you see is the difference between the two verses? Let's look at those verses again. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. Can you see what it's saying here? What is true of a believer? And then what is, cannot be true of a believer? No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep sinning because he has been born of God. Okay, four. The sincere person will pray what to God? Psalm 119, and we looked at some of these Psalms before. 119, 33 and 34. Teach me, O Lord, that way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. For what purpose? Well, who will not do so well in God's eyes? What two things are needed 
to make things right. Well, Proverbs 28, 13 tells us, whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper. If you have a sin in your life and you're hiding it and not confessing it, you're not going to prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes him will obtain mercy. Boy, I can't get any plainer than that. Number six, in 1 John 9, 1, 9, what is the believer's responsibility and what is God's promise? Well, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I, I, I memorize that verse. It's so important that we know that we can always go to God and he'll forgive us. He's a forgiving God. Well, number seven, what is the basis of all forgiveness by God? And we'll find this in these three verses, Ephesians 1, 7, Revelations uh, 1, 5, the last part of that verse, and Hebrews 9, and the last part of verse 22. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trans trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Some will say there's no remission of sin. That same thing is no forgiveness of sin. Believing God's promises and accepting his forgiveness without doubt. However, do not take a light attitude towards sin. Sin is destructive and it costs is high. The death of God's son. That's how much it costs. Wow. The price for sin is terrible. Sin is, if you could just imagine what a world would be without sin, you'd see everything that sin has caused in this world. Uh, all the hardships, all the sorrows, uh, death, sickness, you name it, is all caused by sin. Number eight, if you are truly saved, what will you do? What should you do? Second Timothy 2, the last part of verse 19 tells us, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Don't sin. Don't keep sinning. Don't practice sin. Flee from it. Well, nine, what is the basic teaching of Second Corinthians 6? 14 through 17. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord with Christ with Bial? Or what portion does a believer share with the unbeliever? What agreement 
has the temple of God with idols, for we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will make my dwelling among them and walk according, uh, walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from the midst and be separated from them, says the Lord, and touch not unclean things. Then I will welcome you. So, what is the danger in violating this commandment? And this tells us a lot, doesn't it? Well, that ends our session, but ask yourself these questions. What way has God provided for the times when you may fail? Just think of the things that he has provided. And I know that you can go back and look at this this video and you can find these things. How do you get back into fellowship with the Father when you have turned away? It tells you. How can you avoid breaking fellowship with God? It tells you to flee from sin. Well, again, I'm not going to go through the review, but you can review Romans 10, 9, 1 John 5, 13. You can review also Acts 2, 41 and Matthew 28, 19. You can pause this video and read these scriptures. Also review Joshua 1, 8, that important verse, and Mark 1, 35. Just pause it and read them. And also review Matthew 7, 7, John 10, 10, the last part of that verse, and 1 Corinthians 10, 13. These are all good verses to review. Now to memorize Memorize this verse, Proverbs 28, 13, which is a good one. He who conceals his transgression will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. Beautiful memory verses. Well, that's all I got for you folks. So I'm just going to stop my sharing have a drink of coffee before I say goodbye. Mm. Mm. Sorry, folks, I love my coffee. Well, have a great day until next time. Lord bless. Bye for now.